Nigerians woke up on Sunday to a terrifying video showing the remaining captives who were abducted during last March's audacious train attack. The train had been moving between the capital city of Abuja and Kaduna in the restive northwest. The captives could be heard wailing in pain as the abductors struck the men with canes. The torture stops after a voice says, Yai, which means it's enough in the Hausa language widely spoken across northern Nigeria. They were taken after the armed group stormed the train in an attack involving explosives and a barrage of gunfire. The disturbing situation has led to protests in both Kaduna and Abuja by the families including a recent call to the government to intensify rescue efforts. For the families and the public, the question remains how people, including five children, are still in captivity and why they have spent over a hundred days. Hello, welcome to The Crisis Room, a podcast from Human Angle. I am Maryam Mustafa. In this podcast, we look at crisis trends across the country and answer the tough questions around them. This week, I'm here with my colleague Murtala Abdullahi, and we will be looking at the situation around the crisis. Hello, Miriam. It's quite a challenging situation, as you just described, for the families of the remaining captives. As you earlier mentioned, uh, over 20 persons have regained freedom, including the recent uh, badge and have been reunited with their families. The recent video and public outcry reunites the conversation around the lapses that led to the train attack. The train was moving uh, from the Idu station in the capital towards Rigasa in Kaduna. Um, You know, the video also raises important questions surrounding the government's poor response and management of the crisis and how some captives have been freed while others are still left behind. Another thing that's also troubling is how the remaining people have been forgotten and neglected. You could hear and see their anger and frustration, and they expressed their disappointment with the authorities, and they also called for international efforts to secure their release. So what do you think is behind the current situation? Forgotten and neglected. I think it reflects a lot on the current predicament of these people. And you also mentioned the fact that you could hear and see their trauma from the videos. It's quite a disturbing sight to see. Uh, and we could also hear the, the captives have they talked about their frustrations with the government and also seeking international support and calling certain countries. Uh, so what we are seeing is that it appears that the negotiation process is running into a big wall uh, certain quarters are not favorable or acceptive of the continental ransom payment. Uh, we also know from multiple reports that ransom was actually paid for the release of of these captives. Uh, for example, hundreds of millions of naira was reportedly paid for, for in exchange for their release, including that of the Pakistani national. One thing that is also reflected in this situation is how the underprivileged are frequently left behind with little care or no support from government and political elites, despite bearing the brunt of violence and the kidnapping for ransom epidemic across the country. Their families are now left to face a significant challenge. 
It's also a widespread trend of low-income families struggling to pay ransom for their loved ones, unfortunately. That's actually accurate when you look at it. Nigeria has a major crisis around ransom for payments. Uh, this is not just about the train incident itself. And you can see this trend in the northwest, the north central, including the northeast and other parts of the country. Uh, people, families are forced to sometimes crowdfund to get money to pay for their loved ones, no matter how poor they are. And so it's like there's no social barrier uh, in terms of people who have fallen victims to this growing uh, violent crime. So what we see from the Kaduna train incident is also, it highlights really the structural issues that have allowed the uh, uh, the this uh, crisis to continue to uh, evolve, uh, where you have people continue to get adopted, and it also shows the failure of the state to build the requisite capacity of security institutions uh, to manage this type of violent crimes. Why is it we are occurring? Uh, despite several incidents, uh, including, for example, the Chiba guest abduction in 2014. Mm. Uh, Sorry to cut you off, Murtala. What would you say are the, those exact failures? So one of those failures, uh, like I was mentioning, is the failure to learn. Uh, we haven't learned. If we have learned after the Chiba girls, uh, Debchi will have not occurred. If we have learned after Debchi, many more will have not occurred, including uh, the Kankaka school uh, abductions, the Jengebi school abduction, Northwest. So we have not really learned, and this is why these uh, situations continue to occur. Uh, secondly, also, we don't really have a framework for hostage crisis management and response in the country. Uh, it appears that everyone could do anything that they like. Uh, sometimes families have to negotiate by themselves and not true uh, without any form of support from the government. Uh, there, there needs to be a framework. There needs to be an organized way of negotiation. It's important so that uh, so that authorities can be fully aware of who is doing what. And sometimes it could also have a value in terms of prosecution in the long run. So which means that authorities can save this uh, conversation, save these um, processes as evidence for use when uh, one, when uh, the law finally gets hold of uh, these perpetrators. Every hour, the days and coming weeks ahead will definitely be a defining moment for the families and also the nation as a whole. Our expectation is that the government will strengthen ongoing efforts and invest in improving mitigation preparedness and also response to the next crisis if it does occur. Starting from August, the crisis room will be a bi-weekly program. This is an episode of Human Angle Crisis Room. Thank you for listening. I am Maryam Mustafa. Join in next week for another episode. Members of our production team are Murtala Abdullahi and Anthony Asemuta. The executive producer is Ahmed Salkida. <laughs>